0: in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's angi.com.
1: It's only a kick,
2: a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. Hey, friend, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going Enron News Brief. We're going to try to keep this one brief today. Uh, before we get started, do us a favor. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button as well. Larson, what's in the news?
1: What's in the news? C.J. Perry, of course. Lana yes. in WWE. She yes. was released recently. Uh, she was a guest on the most most recent episode of Talk is Jericho. And she shot pretty hard mm. on WWE Creative, this first bit here, these transcripts are from Russell Talk. Uh, it's kind of the overarching thesis, if you will, uh, of, of what she had to say. Quote, My biggest problem with WB is they don't follow through with stories. Mm. So when they do follow through with stories, it's effing great and everyone gets excited. I think that's the problem with WB programming right now. There's no follow through with stories, period. She mentions the hurt business. They had something set up that was great. Yeah, Cedric, Shelton, Bobby Lashley, MVP. And for seemingly reasons that I can't understand, yeah. broke him up.
2: Yeah, it's funny because the, the first part of that is totally true. When they actually do follow through with stuff, it's, it's funny because the one thing that WWE has that AEW or anybody else cannot lay claim to is the idea of the importance of the WWE title as it pertains to everybody grew up. With WWE, you know, nobody yeah. can say yeah. they grew up with AEW. Nobody can say oh, when I was right a now. kid, yeah. Yeah. when yeah. I was a kid, I wanted to be AEW champion because that didn't happen until two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so with WWE, when you have moments like Bianca Belair winning the Royal Rumble and it's like granted her 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 road to WrestleMania, it wasn't the most fascinating build in the world. It was a lot of the Oh, can she coexist with Sasha with her opponent, Sasha Banks? But then the moment. The follow-through of execution at WrestleMania, the match was really good, and the moment is huge because it's like, oh, wow, the top of the tops, the main event of WrestleMania, nobody else in the world can claim that, so they have that in their back pocket, which they can rely on, but stories are often, it's like an 80-20 split, it's like, Roman Reigns, this stuff is really good, but it's like... Kind of the one story they have. Just kind right of the now? outlier,
1: for the most part, I know. Yeah, uh, you know, we said we said several times. We say it pretty consistently. WWE does not care about stories; they care about moments. Yeah. Or maybe a different way of looking at it is, WWE focuses on moments more than story. Mm-hmm. Like they might try to justify or put forth enough of the story to make the moments feel consequential.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, yeah,
1: and just barely that, and that seems to be. The norm.
2: Yeah, and she talked about the process that uh, CJ did that the that led to the finish of her Survivor Series match uh, and mentioned that the original plan ended up being way different than oh, what...
1: sorry, the original plan was way different, sorry.
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, than what actually made it on pay-per-view. These transcripts come to you from WrestlingNews.co. She said, we were supposed to do this table spot on the show. So, of course, the build was all the table stuff. Nine of them, yeah. Yeah, and then Roman, because he had a table spot with Sheamus did not want the table spot in Lana's match, so there was some major pushback. We had a huge spot where I was supposed to be laid out at the very beginning. This is on the pay-per-view. I was supposed to get in the ring, and then Nia would snatch me. The whole point was everyone on the team was heels, and I was the only babyface. They were all gonna be against me, and she was gonna lay me out. Then at the end, I had this whole sequence with Bianca. Bailey was supposed to get involved and cheat, so then I would prove myself. The table spot got taken out. Vince thought it would be hilarious if I didn't get in the match at all, that Nia would not let me get in at all, and then I would win because everyone gets eliminated. He thought that was the most hilarious thing. Shane McMahon thought it was hilarious. They said this has never been done before. I called Natty and said, Natty, I'm hiding in this corner. I'm crying. I just want to wrestle. I want to prove myself. Natty said, you're still winning. Who cares? I said, I want to prove myself. Then TJ Wilson wanted me to get in and wrestle a little bit. And then Naya was going to kick me out and say, you have to stand there. So he even had to fight for that with Vince because he said, I think it's important for her to show that she's improving in the ring. That's the babyface side of it. That she does want to get in there and wrestle. And they're telling her to stand there. That would have gotten a reaction. This boggles my mind. So the end quote, I said, this boggles Steve's mind, right? Yes. Yes. Because if I'm a fan, you see this story play out over literally months. Who cares if somebody else does a table spot? Who cares about that? I know. They, they can do a million other table spots. This is the table spot that you've been setting up so it sets itself apart from everybody else's table spot. It doesn't matter if somebody else has one. They have a whole pay-per-view
1: called Tables, Ladders, and Chairs. Right. Where there's
2: table spots in half the matches. Right. But you have built this. People care about it. They don't care what you find funny. They don't care about that. Who gives a shit if you find it funny? So use Otis for something funny. You set this up. Like, follow through with it and give us the logical extension of this so that she can have her moment. And it's not about her, even. It's about paying off your audience. We've earned this. There's yeah. going to be, you know, there's going to be people. There's going to be like little girls out there who, for whatever reason, maybe their parents are actually fans of this. And they're like, hey, I want to get my kids into this. Look, this girl, she keeps on getting put through a table. Nobody believes in her. And then they get to see the the payoff. Oh, it's funny, though. It's fun to be hilarious. And thank God TJ Wilson's out there trying to fight for any scrap they can get. I know. I know. I know. I know. It's
1: asinine, man. It it is. It is. Uh, She also discussed some other weird creative uh, decisions, like Chelsea Green's maiden roster debut, uh, which ended up getting cut from the show. And these transcripts are from WrestleTalk. That's so what uh, Lon, or, uh, CJ had to say, quote, one time Natty and I did a whole segment with Mickey James and they de- debuted Chelsea Green. So Natty and I were at the Performance Center. I was managing Natty. It was the first time I was managing her. And Chelsea was supposed to debut with Mickey, And we did it all. We did it. We went home. I'm in bed. We get a call from one of the writers that they're cutting it. Vince looked at it and he went, no, cut the whole thing. And we had to go back to film another backstage. All of it. Chelsea didn't debut. It was constantly weird stuff.
2: Now, with the, in this case, in this case, without ha- because here's here's the, here's the thing. It's easy to say it, it, Vince makes nothing but bad decisions. There's plenty of good stuff in the WWE. Mm-hmm. For all we know, this was crap. What if What if uh, Natalia? Or Mandy Rose, like Mandy Rose, right? What if she did a shoot interview and she said, yeah, there was this backstage segment where we were in the ring and Italian and Tamina were getting their pictures taken 20 feet away and they got mad because we were in the ring and it was great and then they cut it. Well, you and I both know that wasn't great. It was kind of stupid. And if they had cut that, the show would have been better off for it. Not Maybe, th- but they kept it in there. Maybe well, this- why. They, They'd have the option to cut it out. I wonder if that was actually taped live. The, the oh, I don't know. That's a the live, live broadcast. You can't. Yeah. You can I mean, as you can't shoot, 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 and worry about it later. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I know. But I think that backstage segments with uh, oh, it could have been, I mean, been. It, that was been pre-taped. Pre-taped. it I could have yeah, been. That was probably pre-tape. It could. Yeah. It maybe could have been, been.
1: But but you know, in in the hustle and bustle of putting together a live show, you don't yeah. have those opportunities or as many opportunities to to second guess yourself. That's true. But in this case, out. it was a backstage
2: segment that they did, and then they cut. And they went back and they did a different one without Chelsea Green's thing. Um, so who knows if this is crap or not? I mean, uh, maybe it was good. The idea being, though, that, hey, we want to debut Chelsea Green. We did it. And then they pulled it back is, yeah, that's weird. That's weird, but you know, yeah. again, if it was crap and they're like, "Man, I think we can come up with a better idea," that's the problem. It's it's so inconsistent. There's good stuff like this Riddle Orton thing has the it's makings good. of something that could be really good. It it is yeah. good right now, and yeah. I get the feeling that they're actually putting some effort into it. When they put effort into stuff and follow through with it, WWE's pretty damn good. They can't come. They can't come with good stuff. Yeah, the, the
1: Kofi MVP Bobby Lashley stuff has really been good, good so stuff. far. Yeah, you yeah. mentioned uh, RK Bro has been really good. Obviously, everything they've done with Roman since he's come back has been excellent.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Even even, kinda... even smaller things though, like when they pivot like with Smooth Otis now, I kind of dig the Smooth Otis stuff. I think it's kind of creepy. I think it works. You know, um, I even think that the Shinsuke Boog stuff works on the level that the performers are really good. Um, you know, <laughs> that it's, some of it's just sort of ridiculous. Which is fine. It's wrestling. It's supposed to be ridiculous. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Some of it's good. Some of it's bad. But it is. I, I imagine just from her standpoint, it's got to be. It had to have been maddening.
1: Yeah. It, elsewhere, she talks about like being on. I don't know if it's spanned over one day or two days, but being on set 19 hours to shoot a 60 second segment. Yeah. You know, and it was if it's a constant thing. A just lot a of this, I think this particular instance was performance center days pre-thunderdome so it was pre-taped stuff mm-hmm. where you know i think she was talking about vince constantly rewriting mm-hmm. constantly mm-hmm. changing the show yeah um and you know you, you show up to do your job you think you did a good job only seemingly to repeatedly have to maybe redo it mm-hmm. get cut you know you you do it and you got to sit around and wait all day to see if you got to do it again yeah with no probably with no communication, that could be frustrating.
2: Yeah, that would be frustrating. I, I could see that. I mean, I imagine a lot. Of, I imagine that that happens a lot in entertainment in general. You know, I mean, it's a I, I on one hand, I understand from WWE standpoint, they want to make sure that what they get they get right. And yes, obviously, many times, especially we've seen over the past year with Raw, uh, it's either undercooked or overcooked, and there's not a lot of good stuff in the middle. Lately, over the past two weeks, it's been a little bit better. Um, Mm -hmm. hopefully that continues. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't seem to be the, the best run operation, uh, in terms of, uh, getting the most out of your talent, but, uh, you know, it it is what it is. I don't think that's going to change anytime soon, at least until uh, while Vince is still around anyways,
1: doesn't seem like, uh,
2: speaking of creative, but on the NXT side, Adam Cole talked a bit about the split of the undisputed era during a recent interview with Alex McCarthy of talk sport. Adam Cole was asked whether it was time for the w, for the undisputed era. <laughs> the dad. Trying e. to say U E uh, Yeah, to split. Channel News Voice. This is what he responded with. He said, it was conflicting emotions. I had been literally attached to the hip. He means figuratively. To Kyle, Bobby, and then Roddy my entire run in NXT. The moment I debuted, I was standing besides Kyle and Bobby. Everything I had known about my time in NXT was Undisputed Era. Going in a different direction was scary. Also, it happened so fast. It wasn't this thing that we were preparing for. It was something that fell into our laps. We had very little time to process it or think about it. But looking at it now, I absolutely think it was the right call. It's never going to feel, especially when you have the chemistry we had, it's never going to feel like the perfect time. However, I do think development-wise for all of us individually, it's been really, really important. I had the time of my life in the Undisputed Era. I really, really did. But I do think it was a good call.
1: I mean, I I, I, I don't know if as a faction they could have... They, they did everything they could do mm-hmm. as a faction. Mm-hmm. And NXT as it was, or as it is, although it seems to be getting better, has a problem finding creative for kind of the second cycle for NXT talents. Cause seemingly it was so used. You go through one, you know, you're there for a while. You go through one major story arc, maybe two and you get called up, mm-hmm. you know, and undisputed air had been around what, four years, three and a mm-hmm. half years, something like mm-hmm. that. And they had done pretty much everything. Yeah. Um, and it was a bummer to see them split up because they were so good together. Um, but yeah, it felt like at the, <clears throat> at the time spinning wheels. Yeah. didn't know what to do with them. And you know that the the next logical step is all right what can we do with them individually as I,
2: opposed to collectively yeah i think when you look at it now it was clear this probably should have even happened sooner um cuz i think that there the the three the obvious three out of the four that should be featured um are being featured i think look i'm not the biggest fan of cool kyle but i do think that they have tried with much effort to rebrand rebrand him, and I think they have been successful at that. I think that he is very close to being out of Cole's shadow enough that he really does stand out on his own. I think making Roderick Strong the centerpiece of his own faction, the Diamond Mine, was a great, great mm-hmm. way to go. Um, Bobby Fish, I don't know what's going to happen with that, but I think the three guys that were sort of the main pieces of the Undisputed Era. Um, you can't argue that they have done really well. I think that they are absolutely focusing now on that issue of what to do after they've had their peak moment. And mm-hmm. as you see with Champa, you know, putting him with Thatcher, I think that's working really, really well right now. He might win those tag team titles. Um, Gargano in the way, obviously, Great. have been Great. terrific. Uh, and you see Cole with a renewed you know, heel persona, um, which just sort of amplifies what we've seen from him before. Still putting on, you know, the best match of any show that he's on. Uh, You know, I think that they're doing, I think that they're all reloaded really well. Mm -hmm. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do now with Io Shirai, who is another person who is coming out of that first big cycle with the title. And now they're going to reload her. I'm interested to see. How that's going to play out. So I think they're I think they've been better about it. But about six months yeah. ago, that was definitely an issue with them. Yeah,
1: it, was, it seemingly was a massive issue. A mm-hmm. massive issue. Uh, we watched Impact last night. Yeah, it was a fun stream. Another fun show. Uh, here's results for you. So it was supposed to be Kojima and Ed Edwards mm-hmm. go on one on one. That didn't happen. Right. Uh, Morrissey uh, came on the Tron, said he took out Ed Edwards. So that match didn't happen. So instead, we got Kojima and Jake something defeating Brian Myers, the most professional wrestler, and Sam Beal. Of course, Sam Beal is being mentored by
2: Brian Myers. He took the pin
1: after a cozy lariat from Kojima. That is
2: correct. Uh, We also had uh, Rachel Ellering defeating Tanil Dashwood. I kind of forget how the finish of this went down. I remember there was a face-off between Rachel Ellering and Jordan Grace. Uh, I thought they
1: made. I thought they made up, didn't
2: they? Was that what it was? They made up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that happened. Uh, we had TJP and Fallabaugh, uh versus Rich Swan and Willie Mack, but that ended in a no contest after Violent by Design attacked. Seems like maybe Rich Swan and Willie Mack is going to end up getting a tag title shot against Violent by Design. Uh, Seems so that way. That'll be interesting. Uh, I, I can kind of go. I mean, I tend to think that I, I would never bet on Willie Mack in a match anymore. I kind of bet on him to take pins. Violent by design is kind of a big deal in Impact. So, yeah, they're probably going to lose. But you never know. Impact is weird. Sometimes they just have people win out of nowhere. Some,
1: yeah. some, sometimes they, they, they go with the uh, unpredictable finish. Uh, Chris Bay defeated mm-hmm. Petey Williams. And uh, following that match, uh, a huge brawl broke out. Because uh, 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 Ultimate X is happening at Slammiversary. Well, yeah, yeah. have this new that.
2: weird faction, right? Of uh, yeah. Austin Aries. No, Ace Austin. Ace.
1: <laughs> Too much Austin. Ace Austin, Madman Fulton, No
2: Gold Ace Austin, and Rohit Raju. You got two eaters and two smaller guys, but they're all in the same faction. It's really yeah. weird. Uh, so yeah, that happened because Ultimate X uh, King of the Mountains coming up soon, and then uh, Steve Macklin defeated Jobber Manny Smith to continue his dominant road to wherever he's going. And then Mm -hmm, in the mm -hmm. main event, the Good Brothers wheeled out uh, Kenny Omega uh, with facial hair circa two months ago. Yeah. uh, And they defeated, I'm not even going to call this a team, uh, the loose uh, coalition of Sammy Callahan, Moose, and Chris Saban. Moose and Chris Saban, Chris Saban for whatever reason, just can't stand Moose. I still don't understand that. Uh, Sammy Callahan, of all people, is trying to be the glue here yeah. But uh, none of that ended up playing out. I believe no. Chris Sabin ate the pin in this particular yeah, a, match. Yeah, after
1: Magic Killer from the Good Brothers and Correct. Kenny yeah. uh, got the pin itself. That's right. Uh, we got a SmackDown tonight. So far, only one item has been previewed for it. Yeah. They previewed it last week, announced mm-hmm. it last week. Kevin Owens has got to battle Sami Zayn, the last-man-standing match. Uh, it's also a qualifier for Money of the Bank.
2: Yeah, yeah. Kevin Owens got a whole week off. Uh, before coming back, so good for him. Uh, Anyways, uh, we're going to be doing our SmackDown recap tonight at around 7.30 Pacific, uh, 10.30 Eastern, so join us there at the Twitch, twitch twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later.
0: Bye.